right. Welcome, Lacrosse Talk PM on WIZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. <laughs> Lacrosse Talk PM. Uh, we're starting off with some jocularity. Uh, this is uh, this this hour brought to you by Habitat for Humanity. Uh, the Better Hearing Center talk and text line 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. Also on Facebook and Twitter, and you can send me an email, Mitch at 1410WYZM.com. But again, the Better Hearing Center talk and text line is 608-785-7914. We're on Facebook and Twitter. You can send me an email, Mitch at 1410WYZM.com. For those of you watching on Facebook Live right now, you've noticed by now that there is someone else in the studio with me this afternoon, uh, none other than the the promise, and I, 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 I told people you were coming, Phil Anderson, who is running as a Libertarian for Governor in the state of Wisconsin this year. Welcome. I really appreciate you being in. I'm happy to be here, Mitch. Thanks. Uh, you are. You came specifically to La Crosse just to, meet, to, to, to come to my studio. I did. I'm a big fan of yours. <laughs> I really am. You're one of the media people that reached out to me early yeah. on, both last campaign and yeah. this one, and I... I think you should be re- rewarded handsomely, not only with my <laughs> presence, but, but with a, a greater uh, greater compensation or whatever it takes. Yeah, you know what? I, I've, I've been making that pitch recently for greater compensation. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Uh, I had a, I had someone, uh, Phil, who was really excited that you were on last. We, we had you on the phone last week and, and loved it, and he was super excited that you were going to be back in the studio. So um, uh, just a listener who is just he just – he doesn't – and I, I, I bet you get a lot of this. There are a lot of libertarians out there, there are. and they they don't hear enough from you. Why do you think that is? They don't hear enough from me. Well, they don't. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm, I'm I'm yelling as loud as I can. I'm like the little the little kid in uh, Horton. Here's a who. We are here. We are here. We are here. But uh, unfortunately, we don't get as much media coverage as as I think we deserve because. Um, because mainly people are locked into this idea that right and left, Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative, and they just don't see politics as being something bigger than that. They should. They, I would hope that they would. But we're fighting through that uh, that paradigm to get noticed. And particularly in this season uh, when it's debate season and we're not included in the debates, which is a whole other whole other problem. Yeah. Um, we're just not on people's minds to the extent that I wish we were, and not only for, for me and for my campaign and for my party, but for everybody, because what we're fighting for is better government, smaller, more local government, more accountable, more transparent, more efficient government for everybody. And it's a shame that people don't know that they have that option. It's interesting, Phil. I talk to people all the time on this program who that is exactly the thing that they want more than mm-hmm. anything, are the mm-hmm. things that you just described. Exactly. And yet they're not interested in voting for their... Well, I know, you've heard this language many, many times. The, <laughs> the uh, kid, you waste your vote, sure. you vote for a libertarian, you waste your vote, and then Democrats will win, all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's, we, we hear that a lot. Uh, and I don't know what your pat response is to that, but you must have something that you come back with that. It's a very long response, okay. but I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> to inflict that on you or All your right. listeners right now. But basically, if, if, if your voice is your vote, and if you want things to change, if you're happy with Republicans or Democrats, vote for them. You know, we'd like to pry you away from them, but if that's what you're happy with, then by all means vote for them. But the idea that um, that you want something different, like as you just said, there are people that want smaller, more accountable government, more efficient government, a better relationship between those who are represented and those who are supposedly representing, then even in a losing effort, your voice is heard. And we're hearing that a lot more this election cycle from uh, supporters of Scott Walker and Tony Evers who are claiming that we're stealing their votes. 
And my argument to that is, you know, your candidates should be better. You know, if they're, if they're not representing the people in a way that gets those votes, then they shouldn't have those votes. And and hopefully our secondary goal, my secondary goal, uh, other than winning, is to change the politics in a way that Republicans and Democrats, who's ever elected, uh, has to take into account those issues by virtue of the fact that we are getting votes mm. and, and polling numbers. So it's not a wasted vote if you're moving the needle. And the way to move the needle is make your voice heard. The way to make your voice heard is not be taken for granted by Republicans and Democrats and just sucked into that two-party two party system because that's how, how, you, how your vote is wasted. Phil Anderson, Libertarian, running for governor in the state of Wisconsin. There are um, a couple of things that uh, I, I want to ask you about um, in relation to you know, your, your positions on, on issues. But one of the things that I want, something that, and again, we talked to Phil on the phone last week and we talked about some, some issues, but you, you said something that I've been, I've been chewing on since that conversation. It was something along the lines of your, as a libertarian, your philosophical stance doesn't change. Your, your political stance doesn't change. You have a set core group of ideals Mm -hmm. and and you guys, you libertarians, yes. you stick with that. Expand on that for me just a little bit so people understand what you're talking about. Well, what we call libertarianism now was originally called classical liberalism, and it's something that was practiced by uh, and believed in by Thomas Jefferson, by a lot of the people that were involved in the, the drafting of the Constitution and uh, the Articles of Confederation and et cetera, et cetera. And they took their guidance from people going back to John Locke in the uh, 16th century and even before that. It's just the idea that that people have rights, that only people have rights, and that our the government exists by virtue of the fact that we delegate those rights and allow ourselves to be governed. Mm. That there's not this worship of democracy where anytime there's enough people voting for something that that makes it right, because that's not something that the founders believed in. That's not something that we believe in. And it's certainly not something where by virtue of a party winning an election that they get to jam whatever they want down everyone else's throat. It's this idea that we that we are represented, that we have rights, and that we have a right to life, liberty, property, the pursuit of happiness. Those That idea is enshrined in our, in our uh, Declaration of Independence, and that extends to pretty much any other issue that you want to talk about. So when it comes to taxation, uh, if it comes to government involvement in health care and schools, whatever it is, uh, we believe that individuals should be the driving force, the, the people that are making the decisions and not uh, political parties and their their donors. Um, to a certain extent, the, the horse is out of the barn on a lot of these issues. We can't just automatically roll back to the time of the founding fathers and have that small of a government. That doesn't make sense and that would throw the entire economy uh, and society into chaos. But what we, what we can represent and do consistently is applying that those principles, that, that philosophy – to any issue that comes up. So, for example, there used to be a time when Democrats were anti-war, and I don't know what happened to that, but they're but they're gone. Both Democrats and Republicans take huge amounts of money from the the uh, the war machine, and they're fighting, having us fight all over the world. Uh, there used to be on the conservative on the Republican side a move toward uh, smaller government, but even under Scott Walker, who's considered to be a conservative. By a lot of people's standards, the state budget keeps increasing and the state's influence on things like uh, local property rights, tax decisions, schools, all kinds of things grows and grows and grows. So, But we stick to that. We don't go with like, well, let's, let's triangulate our position. We want to get some campaign donations. We want to stand out from the crowd like, you know, like just like some business would, like the Democrat and Republican parties do. We stick to that same position that rights come from individuals, that um, – 
that government should be small, that it should be local, that it's most effective when it's small and local, and that it's more transparent, efficient, and everything else. So any issue that comes up, whatever it might be, we apply our philosophy to it, and that's our answer, and we don't change, even if it's not popular. We represent something that we understand as being uh, eternal, I'd say. Phil Anderson, he's libertarian running for governor. We have more with Phil coming up, and we'll, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back with Phil right after this, right here on the Crosstalk PM. All right, Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Uh, thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening. We'll begin our free for all Friday here very shortly. However, before we do that, and we can still do that, but just in a way that is also involving the Libertarian for Governor in the state of Wisconsin, Phil Anderson, who's in the studio with us for a little while yet this afternoon, we're talking with him about some of the issues that are that are coming up uh, in this governor's race, and one of the ones that has not come up is the one that Rick wants to ask people about all the time. Rick? Rick. What, why the Libertarians aren't getting Koch brother money? No. <laughs> what is the one, what's the one issue? Come on now. What's the I one? Just, I just dispelled that, that, that myth. <laughs> what's the one issue that you want to know the answer to? Uh, marijuana? Nope, that's not it. Okay. Oh, Fix one. the roads? Is that I gotta, it? I got to help him out. So, uh, <laughs> Phil disclosed to me that he listens to a lot of sports radio. Yes. Uh, and so we want to know what you, how you feel about sports betting. Well, it should be legal. I don't have a problem with it. All right. Why people, people, it's just like anything else. People do it anyway. Yeah. Why, why hide? Why pretend it doesn't exist? Why prohibition of anything doesn't work. Haven't we learned that as Americans? It just doesn't, it just doesn't work. So why not bring it out into full view of the public where it can be scrutinized, where people can, you know, know what's going on as opposed to being hidden. It doesn't make any sense. It's not good for people. To what extent, and you've watched, obviously, I've seen probably some of the coverage of the larger media uh, kind of losing their minds over the Mega Millions jackpot and all that stuff. <laughs> to what extent is there some hypocrisy in, and Rick brought this up earlier this week, some hypocrisy in the state having a this massive lottery and selling the, the majority of tickets in places that are economically disadvantaged and yet, not at, at, still at this point, most states not allowing sports betting. Do you, what? What is? It's tremendously hypocritical. And add to that the the situations where the state doesn't want to allow, uh, you know, uh, Indian tribes to open casinos in certain places on land that's supposedly their own. I mean, that that whole that's incredibly hypocritical. And it's not about this, you know, this fake morality. There's a lot of fake morality in politics nowadays, both on the right and the left. And I hate to use those terms, right and left. They don't sure. really exist. Yeah. But nonetheless, for, 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 you know, for us to understand that, this fake morality, that uh, it's only trotted out there for the purpose of, of virtue signaling, um, you know, the idea that, that those, that they're trying to restrict gambling on, you know, on Indian reservations is, is incredibly hypocritical. Uh, Rick, um, I, did, did I miss something on the sports betting? Was there anything that, I mean, he, Rick is, seriously, I, I don't know why he miffed, whiffed on that one, but you have been begging uh, everybody to ask everybody about sports betting, from Governor Walker right. all the way down to Maybe Steve Doyle. Maybe it would be an easy question for I mean, I Bucks tonight or Timberwolves, Giannis, uh, Jimmy Butler is out. How much are you putting down with Jimmy Butler being out? I, I, I'm, not, I'm not betting, but I'll tell you, the, the radio station that I listen to now, they used to be pretty hip with sports betting. They'd have people on okay. all the time, but now they've got Brent Musburger on, or some representative of his, every single day talking about the lines in every oh, yeah, single sport. Oh, yeah, because he's got a sports betting thing in Vegas. Oh, right? yeah, the yeah. Right yeah. here, if you want to go through the NFL week, <laughs> I'll give you my picks if I, if you want. Up. But I, I tell you what, that's not something I'm uh, 
I'm very good at. I would okay. say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't count on me for that. I, w- I wonder. I wonder how much of a it, so in Wisconsin. I wonder how much of a a cultural change there would be if we had legalized. I don't even know what that looks like, but what does that look like if we have legalized sports betting parlors? What does that look like? Well, it probably looks pretty sad in a certain extent. If you've been to the Indian reservation casinos quite often, you see folks that at least appear to be, you know, spending out their social security checks mm-hmm. in a dingy, no sunlight environment all day. Uh, but that's not my right nor government's right to say they shouldn't do that. I mean, it, and again, if if those weren't open, they would they would find ways to do that anyway, online or whatever. But um, it, there'd just be some more open. But you know, it's already pretty much culturally accepted, I think. So uh, you know, you have a bar that right now has um, has like sports on televisions, all a sports bar, or whatever, and they might have some in house gambling going on as mm-hmm. a way of. Uh, bringing people in but you know what happened all the sports bars would do that and then it would all even out and right now you can sit in a sports bar right now watch the games and bet on your phone so oh sure yeah so it wouldn't change that much yeah i don't think it changes at all we already have daily sports sports fantasy websites you know that we can like you just said you're on your phone picking games anyway so why isn't it again talking about prohibition it's like marijuana too i mean people walk down the street in madison smoking a joint nobody bothers them you know and in milwaukee other places too it's most people know people that smoke weed and don't have a problem with it. it. Politics generates this huge idiocy about it, especially, forgive me, the idea that it's a gateway drug. It's only a gateway drug because it's illegal. The things that, that uh, Leah Vukmir said as a nurse about marijuana being more addictive than Vicodin and meth is absolutely crazy. And everyone knows that's not true, or like 99% of people know that's not true. So... Even if we look at what's going to look like if marijuana is legalized recreationally, like across the board in Wisconsin, it's not going to look that different. Because for another reason is because it's illegal to smoke in most places. Yeah. So that doesn't change that. So you're not going to bars full of weed smokers because you don't have bars full of cigarette smokers. Let's just look at the environment around us and 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 make our own decisions about things and how things are going to happen and not buy into all the idiotic crap that Republicans and Democrats say in order to get you angry. And envious enough to go vote for them or against the other person. All right. So that, again, Phil Anderson, Libertarian, running for governor of the state of Wisconsin. Uh, speaking of idiotic crap, what is on the top ten list from for your uh, <laughs> most idiotic crap things that that? Okay. So the biggest argument, biggest I, arguments have been over Foxconn, have been over roads, uh, education funding. We got two guys calling themselves the education governor. Uh, what would you say? What's what? What do you call crap on the? most for for some of those for some of those issues the education piece is right at the top i mean uh the democrats aren't as nuts or offline about legalizing marijuana although tony evers has said that he'd consider it uh even though the democrats can't get a bill out of committee and on the floor of the state assembly let alone get one to the governor so i don't have too much confidence that if he's the governor that's actually going to happen but the the idea that that walker and evers want to be the education governor when we have you know, our public schools are all right in certain parts of the state. In in Milwaukee and in Madison, they're they're not. And we have the second worst uh, outcomes, uh, disparity between uh, blacks and whites in Wisconsin um, and our educational system in the country. So what's the answer? Here's the two guys that you're being spoon-fed by Democrats and Republicans and by a lot of the media, present company accepted, and that is that these guys are going to solve the problem when these are the exact two people who have been in charge of the problem now for eight or ten years. What's going to change? Nothing's going to change. It all comes from Washington. And even though you know we know Tony Evers is a big, big education, you know, the only good education is public, which we know is false, 
Scott Walker is trying to be more conservative on education, yet his voucher program requires that the recipients of the vouchers, those educational institutions, private, still adhere to Common Core standards. So he's even worse in some ways for education in Wisconsin than the Democrat is by, with his voucher program. So the idea that either of these two is going to solve that, that problem is, is, is ridiculous. But people fall, again, people fall into like the us versus them thing, so they mm-hmm. pick a side, and they automatically believe what their person says and think what the other person says is crazy. But they're both crazy on this issue, and, and the record shows it. All right, education number one. I got a couple of questions from listeners, though. Um, uh, on issues, concealed carry, arming teachers in school. Well, I'm all in favor of concealed carry, constitutional carry for that matter. I sure, mean, people you, have the right it's – it's a right. It's in the Constitution, and people argue about whether that means – automatic weapons or uh, hunting or whatever, it's there because you have the right to defend the rest of your rights and against your own government. I mean, the, the founders were clear on that, and we still have situations where the government you know, infringes on your rights, and I'm not necessarily advocating for any sort of armed response. Don't get me wrong, but that is a right. It's a right to defend those other rights that belong to individuals. And as far as arming teachers or having more security guards in schools, that's a decision that should not be made on the state level. Every community is different. La Crosse is different than Madison, is different from Antigo, from Rhinelander. Let the school board decide and be responsible for it, how that gets funded, what that looks like, and take ownership of that decision and not just shrug their shoulders and either back what the current governor says or demonize what the current governor says. Uh, This listener says, go win the Republican nomination and you'll have my vote. I don't want to be a Republican. I'm not a Republican. He, there are some good libertarian-ish people in the Republican Party. Uh, people point to Rand Paul, but no, no, he's not. He's got a, <laughs> he's got some problems. Sorry, he wanted to create. A, so his dad he, was. He, well, his dad was. His dad was iffy on some things too. All right. I, well, my favorite Republican legislator <laughs> is Justin Amash, a congressman out of Grand Rapids, who who does some things that I would emulate as governor of Wisconsin. He is always communicating with his constituents who he's meeting with and how he's voting on every single issue through social media. Hmm. It's a transparent system. You don't have to do a freedom of information request to get to find out what Justin Amash is doing, who he's talking to, and what he's voting on. And I, and I respect that very much. He's not perfect. He endorsed Ted Cruz. But um, I have a lot of hopes for him. But Republicans, they grow government at the federal level, at the state level. The budget goes up. The you know pe- People's rights aren't respected. And even those things, in particular with Scott Walker, that he should represent as a conservative, smaller, less intrusive government, smaller budgets, more respect for Second Amendment rights, those sorts of things, he's failed at because he's trying to – he's even you know propping up Obamacare. How can he be considered a conservative governor when he's doing all those things? Well, because most people think they don't have a choice. But they do. Which is why I'm here. <laughs> See how I flipped that around? Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I should uh, be. <laughs> Sorry. No, <laughs> that's all right. Uh, we did have a listener that says, I like this guy. So oh, you, sweet. You, I have one fan out there. Yay. You may have actually gained a vote. One today. fan. One vote. Uh, anyway, the, the, the number is 608. Do you have to go? No. Okay. Let me. I, I, I have more questions for you. I was going to let you go after uh, 430, but I have actually more questions for you. So you can't go yet. Sure. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back, and uh, we've, we've covered sports betting, so we'll get more ludicrous uh, when we get back <laughs> with uh, Phil Anderson here, which on this, which is becoming a more and more so a, a free-for-all Friday right here on Wisdom. Stick around. More to come. Lacrosse Talk PM on WIZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening. It's free-for-all Friday, but a free-for-all Friday with a special guest in the studio, which is awesome. We got uh, Phil Anderson. He's a libertarian running for governor, making all kinds of people angry tonight. 
Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. Oh, Wait, I, what? I got. I got. Uh, Are they cursing? No, they're not. But um, not sure. Libertarian spoiler candidate. Oh, I hear that a lot. Oh, I oh this is this must be someone who thinks you're. This is someone who who's frustrated with you for taking Democratic votes away. Libertarian oh. spoiler candidate that will sentence Wisconsin to more of Scott Walker. Yeah, just An, another Trump chump. What? Well, well, Trump chump. Uh, Joseph says <laughs> Phil is on point. We need more politicians like him. Oh, awesome! Thank so they're you, sir. not not making everybody angry. Uh, libertarian guy, super happy you're in in the studio. Uh, this this uh, listener says you did gain a vote. He's going to vote against Walker and not anymore. Now he's voting for you or she. That is fantastic. That's exactly the attitude we hope people adopt. Vote for whoever <laughs> represents you, yeah. represents your views. Period. That's the only way to vote. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the Better Hearing Center. Talk and text line seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. Again, also on Facebook and Twitter, you can send me an email, Mitch at fourteen ten wizem dot com. This hour brought to you by Habitat for Humanity. Phil Anderson in the studio with us. Uh, I did ask you for like some of the a, a top ten. We talked about education, the things that uh, the the Democratic and and Republican candidates are full most full of crap on education. Um, let's talk about. Picking winners and losers in business oh, because man. that is something that, um, and I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm kind of falling into the trap of going into the conversations that have been started by the candidates themselves or by mm-hmm. the polit- political parties, but it really has come up a lot. And Foxconn is a, is a big part of that, obviously, but Kimberly Clark to a certain extent, and then a lot of other companies, Quick Trip here in town. As a matter of fact, one of the big ones. $200 million dollar grant. A lot of money. You tell you what, I just posted on this, uh, might have been earlier today, might have been late last night. $200 million Kind of blends grant. together, doesn't it? Well, You're it like, does. oh my I'm God. busy on social media. <laughs> but it's, it's a perfect case where I love Quick Trip. Yeah. I mean, I tell you what, in campaigning across the state in the last uh, year or so, I've spent a lot of money at Quick Trip. <laughs> the food's good. The bathrooms are clean. Uh, the ple- people are pleasant. They do a fantastic job. I support them 100%, which is why I don't understand why they need $200 million of taxpayer money. They already bought PDQ, which is a big chain in southern Wisconsin. They're wildly successful. The only thing I can figure out, the only evidence, is that they also gave a $95,000 campaign donation to the Walker campaign uh, in about 2016. So I'm not saying that they're guilty of pay for play. I will say, however, that if you look down the whole list of recipients of WEDC grants, if you look down the whole list of people that make donations – and, and corporations and special interests that make donations to both Republicans and Democrats, you see that the purpose is to have access to government. Not to say, I support this person, they they support our values or whatever, but because that's the game right now in Washington, and especially in Madison with the WEDC and previously under uh, – under, um, under what's his name, the old Democrat governor Jim Doyle. Sorry, it's been a long day. Under Jim Doyle, the Commerce hold, Department was the hold, same thing. Hold, it's what's this, his name? It's, 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 it's the same. Sorry, folks. Yeah, that's all right. I, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to yeah. talk smack on Jim Doyle. I mean, Doyle. people I really said worse a, things about him. So I really it's just okay. had a, a moment there where I didn't remember his name. Yeah, but, but the instruments are there. That's how yeah. Republicans and Democrats run. So the idea of oh, wait, wait, see, I, want to st- I want to stop you just a minute. Sure, because sure. you did point out something really important that yes. this is ex- this is what the Commerce Department used to do. Exactly. Exactly the same thing. So this is not this is not something that is that 
Scott Walker owns no, on his own. No. This the is only something thing that's different okay. about what he did is he he created a public-private partnership right. rather than having a yeah. rather than just a public organization. Okay. Right. Which okay. is, it's fine, whatever. It's just cover for the fact that it was just doing the same thing, only with different different recipients. And what people forget, I think, is that every dollar that the, that the government spends is do- a dollar that they've taken away from you. So whether it's Foxconn or potentially Kimberly Clark, Quick Trip, or or the other hundreds of uh, companies that have gotten grants or gotten money from the state. It's all money that belonged to you. And now let's use Foxconn as an example. Foxconn competes on a level, well, no, not on a level playing field. They compete for resources with the rest of Wisconsin. Uh, everyone in Wisconsin is supposed to pay taxes. Everyone's competing for labor. Labor is getting more expensive as unemployment rate goes down. Um, people compete legally, environmental standards, all these things. The rest of Wisconsin operates on a level playing field. Foxconn gets an exemption for environmental rules. They also get an exemption whereby they can't really be sued at the local level. They have to go to the state Supreme Court to get any lawsuits resolved, which, of course, is dominated by people that were nominated and installed by Republicans. So first of all, your money's taken away in taxation. Then it goes to the state where they take their cut. Then they give it to people that that they want to reward for whatever reason. Then they give those same people special favors. And then those same people whether it's Foxconn, Kimberly Clark, Quick Trip, whoever, are competing with you, the taxpayer, and the businesses that you either run or work for, for the same resources and for the same customers. That is completely, completely tyrannical, I would, I would argue. And, and we need to remember, always follow the money. The money comes from your pocket first. It comes from people that work for a living, that create for a living, businesses that create jobs. It's not the government's money to spend. It's your money. They don't represent you. All they do is represent Kimberly Clark, Foxconn, Quick Trip, or whoever the RNC or DNC tell them to represent. Bill Anderson, it's such a pleasure having you in the studio. Thanks so much. Are we done already? <laughs> we were going to do movie reviews. But... My answers are so long. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thanks to all your listeners. You can find out more information at teamgov, T-E-A-M-G-U-V dot org. And we'll be on the evening news tonight at oh, yeah, WKBT right. yeah. and over the weekend. So uh, Your entourage, I think, is waiting outside. Is that right? My entourage is waiting outside. They're ready to, ready to whisk me away. Are you disappointed Madison. that you don't have an entourage? How do you know I don't have an entourage? I mean, I think that you don't have an entourage. My, <laughs> my son <laughs> is outgrown following me around. But it, I do have an entourage. I have a running mate, Patrick Baird. That's right? why we're running as Team Gov. Yeah. He is uh, busy at work writing policy positions and social media posts right now in Madison for our website and for our social media. Um, But we have people across the state that host events that put us up for the night that uh, do what they can to support our campaign. Kind of like Airbnb in it or sleeping in basements. Are you couching it? I haven't been in a basement yet, but, uh, (laughs) but our followers understand where we're coming from. They support us and they support us well. So I do have an entourage. They're just not here in lacrosse with me today. One last thing. Sure. What, is what would change if you were included in debates? Would anything change if you were included in debates? What would it be? Well, first of all, people would get over the idea that there's only two parties running for governor, right. that the general public would be would see that. But some of the questions that are asked now, the questions about, in particular, marijuana, about crony capitalism, things like that, would the public would hear the answer that resonates with them, much as they do now on this wonderful program. Um, they're not hearing that now, and that's why a lot of people don't vote. And I think they would be inspired to go out and vote for a change, not just for libertarians, but for a change in the relationship between people and their government. They would feel represented. They would feel heard. They would feel advocated for, and they would be, because that's what we want to do as libertarians. All right. Bill Anderson, 
we have more to come. If you'd like to give us feedback at any uh, point uh, in the next hour, uh, feel free to do so on the Better Hearing Center Talk and Text Line, 608-785-7914. We'll be back with more on this free-for-all Friday right here on Lacrosse Talk PM. All right, Lacrosse Talk PM on WYZ. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening. If you'd like to join us here on the air, it's uh, the Better Hearing Center Talk and Text Line at 608-785-7914. Again, 785-7914. Also on Facebook and Twitter, and you can send me an email, Mitch at 1410WYZM.com. Phil Anderson, uh, Libertarian for Governor, stopped by the studio, stopped by the studio uh, to join us for uh, several unscripted moments on this free-for-all Friday. So good stuff. Really, uh, I enjoy his perspective on a lot of stuff, and um, I'm glad he um, was able to come by. Uh, at this point in the studio, uh, in this point in the studio, in this point in the campaign, you'll have... Uh, in the in races in the statewide races, um, so the Senate races and um, the governor's race and you know things like that. By this point in the campaign, they have their all their moments are scripted or all their moments are designated, and so being able to have you know man their their managers are not necessarily keen on allowing um, a, uh, a radio interview without boundaries, basically. So we're we're getting a lot of that we have for the last week or so. <laughs> not just not. Nope, not gonna. We're not gonna be a part of your program. So eh, it is what it is. But anyway, I enjoy him. I think he's fun, and I like the perspective, and I like that it challenges. I, I like that it's a challenge to both Democrats and Republicans. I think we need more of that, and I think that he's right. We get stuck in this identity politics, not, not only identity politics, but like team politics. I'm, you know, that's either he's on my team or that other guy's on my team, and so I'm going to believe him no matter what, and we just we get stuck on that, and I'm not like that, and I think a lot of people aren't like that, and um, but a lot of people are, you know. It's if you're a Republican, you're all about the Republicans and you just don't want Democrats anywhere near any kind of decision making and vice versa. If you're a Democrat, you just don't No, no, absolutely. No, uh, no. And we get, we kind of get stuck in that model, but that's what we've, that's what we've given ourselves with this, with these, these political parties and just, and then determine we're just going to have two of them and that's it. Just two parties. That's it. Two parties. We did have some listeners that were chiming in. Uh, they want to know how uh, Phil Anderson would ever get companies to Wisconsin if no incentives were offered. Um, uh, people talking about splitting the vote uh, so that Democrats win. Somebody wants to know why he doesn't start at the assembly level, work his way up. Um, on the national level, libertarians cannot win without running as a Republican. They do um, they split the vote and cause Dems to win. So, oh yeah, what's your control for uh Strategy for taking Congress. Yeah. Doom, doom, doom. Yeah. So, good stuff. Really entertaining. There's more information online, by the way. But you get the idea, right? It's your money, not the government's money. Personal liberties. That kind of stuff. Why not sports betting? Why can't we have sports betting? The prohibition doesn't work with anything. Um, Satisfactory answer, Rick? From him? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty easy stance, too. Just like... It'd be, it's, it's harder I, to argue I, I, against I, I, it, isn't it? Do you? Do you think it is? I mean, why, why don't we have it, then? I don't understand. Well, I don't know why nobody asks about it. Like, why aren't we? Yeah, at, and like, I gave it, and I gave it the... to you. I, I handed that to you, and you whiffed on it. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> fix the roads, man. Fix the roads. How's he gonna fix the roads? Fix the roads. How's he gonna fix the roads? Like, that's all we care about is that. Like, and just fix the roads. roads. Fix the damn roads. I mean, I, are the roads that bad? Really? I'm okay with them. 
I'm fine. I mean, there's some things. I'm when I'm bouncing around on my motorcycle, I'm not entirely happy. But uh, in my car, I mean, I don't. Whatever. It doesn't bother me at all. I like what I was listening to someone last night. It was talking about um, the uh, Mahindra, Mahindra, the tractor maker, the Indian tractor maker. They came to the U.S. I don't know a dozen years ago, something like that. Yeah, it's a little longer than go than that, but it did yeah, 10, 15, 12, 12, 15 years ago. Mahindra came to the U.S. and started selling tractors, and and now they got three different plants in the in the U.S. But uh, they're really killing it in utility vehicles, and it's because they're the utility vehicles they're selling in the U.S. are basically the cars in India. The cars are built really rugged. They're smaller. The roads are horrible there, so they're built to take the punishment. And um, so they're and they're and they're kind of like cars, but they're kind of like utility vehicles, so they work really well. Um, the point being that we need to make better cars. <laughs> it's not the roads, man. It's make better cars, then we'd be all fine. We'd be fine. Or if we didn't have, if we just had hovercraft, that would do the trick. I think. Just hovercraft. I'd drive a hovercraft. Do, yeah, we need to dump all the road money into technology to get flying cars, right? Like, let's do that. Then we don't have to worry about the roads. Like, yeah. how much money do we save if we don't have to cement the earth? It's probably a lot. It's probably quite a bit. I think that, um, what is it? Is it a million dollars a mile or something like that for a two-lane road? I can't remember what the what the number is. Hmm. Then we can, uh, more green space, right? Oh, wait, we don't want parks. Trying to get rid <laughs> parks, of parks, no, because we need to pave the roads. Uh, I love when... You know, people get uh, they get defensive about um, when this is. I think largely Republicans they get defensive about libertarians. You know, they get that stance that you know, libertarians are just taking their votes away. So they're frequently would chime in with attacks, talk about how libertarians are stupid. Uh, John says I'm prohibited from driving down the left side of the road, but since you said pro- prohibition doesn't work, I'm I'm going to give it a try right now. There is a logical fallacy. I'm trying to figure out which one that is. There's a logical fallacy in that, and I can't remember. I have to look it up. It's been a long time. Clever, though. Uh, so that bombing guy was, uh, that bombing suspect was was arrested. We should, I want, do we have a recording of Trempolo Tom saying 99% sure it was a uh, Democratic operative or whatever it was he said? We probably don't have that right away, do we? No. No. Mm-hmm. Still, I mean, still, he could be right, right? I Yeah. I, so there's a number of different things that are happening here. So Caesar, what's his name? Caesar uh, Sayak is the guy who was arrested in Florida for sending the bomb packages to, now we get, I think we're up to 14 now, bomb packages. He's facing a number of years in prison. Uh, but there's a couple of there's a couple of things to remember. First of all, it was the FBI who led the investigation. We know how incompetent the FBI is. Second of all, I mean, this could this guy could be a plant. There's no question about it. It, looks, it seems a little bit too obvious that he had all these social media posts that were, um, you know, anti- Democrats and uh, there's there's a lot of stuff that's suspicious here. Let's just put it that the van with all the posters on the side, the stickers on the side, the posters and all that stuff that's talking about how awful CNN is and having like hash marks, like rifle scope hash hash marks on scope marks on what's that called? It's not it's called hash marks, I guess. On people like Hillary Clinton, that all seems awfully suspicious. And that uh, this guy could actually be a plant, so it's possible. I'm not. I'm not willing to say that that is not possible at this point. Um, but kind of doesn't look that way. And uh, and we'll we'll just have to wait. We'll have to wait and see as the investigation continues. All right, we'll uh, we'll come back in another hour. To come uh, after this this uh, word about 
Habitat for Humanity, uh, they've just kicked off their uh, all-hands-in campaign, a big fundraising campaign to help thousands, low- to middle-income families in the Cooley region. And uh, they've broken the halfway mark of the $1.6 million capital funding campaign. They uh, announced that yesterday, uh, $887,000 they've managed to raise. Uh, Their big uh, party they had last night, and uh, super excited to move forward with this. Uh, there's a challenge matched by several area donors for this campaign. They'll match up to $300,000 dollar for dollar to anyone pledging or giving to the campaign by November 26th. So there is some urgency here. So uh, Habitat for Humanity urging you to consider a gift of any amount to help reach the goal during the event or to think about and make the decisions before the November 26th deadline. Again, this capital campaign is going to help all kinds of individuals in the area uh, with new home construction and uh, drastically expand the reclaim program, uh, which will increase reclaim salvage materials and make this whole thing happen that much better. Again, this whole ca- capital campaign has got a lot of goals, and we've got uh, organiz- or donors willing to match uh, donations up to $300,000 if those donations come in by November 26th. So think about that and making those pledges between now and then for the Habitat for Humanity. More to come. Stick around right here on Wisdom. Hey, welcome. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. If you'd like to join us here on the air, please use the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. It's at 608-785-7914. Call in or text in. Either way, you can get in on the program, 608-785-7914. 785-7914. Phil Anderson, the Libertarian for Governor, stopped by a little while earlier. Uh, it was really nice to get... Uh, some kind of different perspective. Uh, we're uh, hoping to gather up some more, um, some more of the people running for office uh, coming up here relatively soon. But a lot, most of them won't be nearly as interesting. So <laughs> it's, it's not going to be nearly as fun. I just—it was a warning. I feel like I need to tell you that because it's not—it's not just not going to be as good. Uh, but so I can't—I can't. I can't uh, he's just—it kind of you know. There's some funny there. There's some little humor, all that kind of stuff. All right. There's, um, I'm sorry, Rick. Yes, did well, you he, want to n- say he has something? nothing to lose, right? Like, this kind of knows he's an underdog, so he's got to lay it all out. Yeah, yeah, I mean, probably not. I don't know if we can, can we just say that out loud that he's probably not going to win? Uh, yeah, <laughs> a free for all Friday here on the Crosstalk BM 608 785 7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785 7914. That, uh, tell me what you think about that guy that got nabbed by the FBI that, um, um, who appears to be responsible for those uh, bomb packages that went in the mail. Does it change your view uh, at all in terms of motivation? I had suggested, and I was poo-pooed for this, but I thought this is probably just someone who is kind of a disturbed individual, and we can probably leave the motive right there. But uh, I was told, no, that it can't be that. It's got to be somebody who's a, um, you know, and somebody either... Going after actually going after Democrats or trying to pull a stunt for Republicans, and it, now that everything is partisan. Although this guy is, you know, obviously he's a he's got some partisan leanings, but can't you just be a disturbed individual that is um, acting like a terrorist? I think that that's that can be a good enough explanation. You tell me what you think. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. If you'd like to join us here on the air, seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. 
I was mulching my leaves today, which is a good thing because they might get wet tonight. We do have a 40% chance of rain and a possibility for rain tomorrow and Sunday. As well, back to some sun on Monday with a high of 55 degrees. So that's kind of nice. As we head into November, that we're still seeing some highs in the mid-50s. It's 51 right now on Lacrosse Talk PM News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. More to come. Stick around. All right, welcome back. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. This is Free for All Friday here on Lacrosse Talk PM. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Anything that's on your mind is also on mine. Uh, on Facebook Live, somebody earlier had asked what uh, Phil Anderson, again, Libertarian for Governor, was in the studio with us, and they wanted to know what he thought about health care. Sorry we didn't get to that. There is more information, I think, about that. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. Pretty sure I remember seeing something about that on his website. You can see and check that out. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Who is this? Jeff Sessions. Jeff Sessions today talking about what Caesar Sachs been charged with uh, in relation to the uh, bomb packages. Now, is this in the Q&A? I think this is in the statement. I'm not entirely sure. Hold on. He has been charged today with five federal crimes including interstate transportation of an explosive, illegal mailing of explosives, threats against former presidents and certain other persons, threatening interstate communications, and assaulting current and former federal officers. Sessions said at some point, and this is during the Q&A actually, uh, it was after the statement. He made a statement and he answered some questions. And one of the things he said, that was, uh, they asked about motivation, and uh, Sessions says he wasn't willing to... Um, uh, guess on what that motivation might be. He did say he is partisan, and it, that was what he said. That's what Sessions said. Um, but I, I don't think that he didn't go. He, I, I don't. Rem, I don't recall him going on beyond that. So it, I think that he. Uh, this is again Caesar Sayak, the guy that the FBI arrested today in relation to those bomb packages that were sent in the mail, and uh, the guy was. This is one of those things that just it, you're just. Bonk in your head. Like, what are this has got to be? And we were talking about this earlier in the office how this has got to be one of the worst criminals ever. He has got to be because so he's sending these bomb packages, and the dude's got anti Democrat, anti CNN, pro Trump stuff all over his van. So, I don't know who we're gonna look for. Maybe the guy with a van over there that's got all these people and. In in the crosshairs, uh, I mean, literally, the guy's got pictures of Hillary Clinton with like crosshairs drawn on it. I don't know. Maybe go look at that guy. <laughs> Can you? Could you be more obvious? So he sends these packages, and I guess he doesn't mean for them to blow up or something. I don't know. But although, um, so here's this is interesting. So this is uh, the FBI director Christopher Ray. Because that that question actually came up uh, has had come up earlier in this investigation about if these things these bomb packages were actually real. Christopher Ray addressed that during a statement today. Though we're still analyzing the devices in our laboratory. These are not hoax devices. Yeah, he. I mean, he was. I think he was trying to make that pretty clear that this was not something that um, that. Oh, and then he did have he did describe them too because I don't think I I I didn't know what they what they looked like, but each device consisted of roughly six inches of PVC pipe, a small clock, a battery, some wiring, and what is known as energetic material, which is essentially potential explosives and material that give off heat and energy through a reaction to heat, shock, or friction. All right. So, again, obviously wasn't real good at this because none of them exploded, which is good. 
because I would have felt really bad about saying anything that was quasi any sort of humor. If if I would have injected, no, I did or tried to inject humor into any of this conversation. If one of them had blown up, I would have felt really badly about that. But dude spent a lot of money on postage. Oh my gosh. I think he was working at an auto zone. Oh no. You know, the thing was, so he'd been fired or he quit. Let's see. Uh, He was working. Oh, he quit in January. So he was working as a delivery truck driver for this place, this pizza place in Fort Lauderdale. And his manager said, and this is the thing, because people want to label this dude, you know, pro, like he's a, he's a Republican, pro-Republican, pro-Trump, or that, or he's a, you know, he's a Democratic operative who's a plant. If you're, if you're into that kind of thing, I don't know, you might be, well, we haven't heard from Trump all the time yet. So he might, he might have a, a theory. I don't know if he's going to call. Um, but, and, and I'll read this description for you in just a minute, but I, I think that it really what we can say about this is the guy probably just has some mental health issues, I would think, or maybe not. Anyway, let's go to, who do we have? Let's go to Vicky. We'll go to Vicky. Vicky, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hi. Hi. Um, I was uh, listening this morning, and I heard you say that uh, someone was upset about what Scott Robert Shaw had said, and I listened to his commentary, and I didn't see anything with it that anyone would be upset about. So I was wondering what that was. Uh, and the commentary uh, this morning, I think, and actually we're going to hear it in about, Seven minutes from now, so I, I don't want to. I don't want to, you know, take take the wind out of the sails or spoil the thing. But uh, basically, he said that uh, if I if I remember correctly, I think that he was saying that uh, the president is not directly to blame for the the packages being sent, but he should tone down his rhetoric a little bit. That was basically what his comment was. And he didn't just make one person mad; he made all kinds of people mad. A lot of people mad out there. You know, and I I listened to it, and I couldn't disagree with him. And I, because words do matter as to what you say. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I, I was a teacher, and in the classroom, if I had said, "Well, I wish someone would punch this kid in the mouth" or something, and then someone did, I would think that perhaps my words had had some influence. Just as if I constantly tell people not to do certain things or expect a certain level of behavior or treat people a certain way, then that's likely to be the way that they will act. So I don't see any, you know, I I do think that words do encourage people to do things. Do you think that the president's, what do you think the president's words were encouragement for this uh, person who is allegedly behind these bomb packages sent to certain individuals? Well, when I looked at the news reports, it said that his vehicle was covered with all of these things that had like Hillary Clinton and others in crosshair and then CNN sucks and other things like that. Some of the very things that have been said at some of the, uh, rallies that he has so so obviously he was influenced enough to put those same things on his vehicle Mm -hmm. Mm. so so if you look at it i mean the vehicle was just covered i couldn't believe it and it had you know positive trump things and then it had all of these other things that were negative toward these individuals that had received the, um, do, be, be, because that that stuff was so obviously right in your face, do you, is do you find that in any way? I mean, I don't want to go with conspiracy theory here, but 
Is that suspicious in any way, Vicky? That it's no, I'm it's sure so blatant. They'll be able to tell whether or not that person constantly drove that vehicle, yeah, okay. and if those were always on the vehicle, or you know whether it, it, those are things that are easily uh, easily discerned. Okay. You know, all right. if all of a sudden his this vehicle didn't belong to him, but all of a sudden he purchased it and it was on, then I then. But you know, if it's something that he has, I mean, there were things there that were from years ago. Things that were of concern, not just you know. So it was. It appeared to be a kind of a more than just a two or three year, uh, and, sure. and and possibly that is it. You know, he constantly had built to the level that he did something as as uh, outward and, and outrageous as he did. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, uh, and, didn't and did... I think that. You know, that will come out, but I do think that people have, uh, in all groups, you have extreme members, and that we do have to be careful about what we say. All right. Well, Vicki, I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air on the Better Hearing Center talk and text line, 785-7914. I... And I just want to finish this uh, thought. Uh, Vicky saying that, um, and she didn't have, a lot of people did have a problem with Scott Rubbershaw's comment today, by the way. Uh, didn't like that he seemed to be alluding to language that the president uh, uses and a connection somehow with the guy sending the bomb, uh, pipe bombs. That was before, of course, we knew what the guy was and who the guy was. But one of the things that I found compelling, this, again, I mentioned this uh, former manager at this pizza place talking about he was and she said he was really reliable the caesar sayot guy however she also said he was crazed there was something really off with him uh the white van he drove to deliver pizzas was covered in disturbing images so the restaurant required him to park it on the side where it could not be seen it was puppets with their heads cut off mannequins with their heads cut off ku klux klan a black person being hung anti-gay symbols torchings bombings you name it it was all over his truck he, apparently, they kept him there at the pizza place because he was reliable. That's how tight the job market is right now. She said he was very angry and angry at the world, at blacks, Jews, gays. He always talked about, if I had complete autonomy, none of these gays or these blacks would survive. This is according to a former manager. So, yeah, guy's not all there. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know who if I'm going to say that there's no blame anywhere, but dude's not all there. It doesn't matter which side he's on or who he believes in or... What? He's just, there's people like this that will, it doesn't take much to have them send pipe bombs in the mail. 608 785 I think we got Mark next. Mark, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, Jerome. Hey, Mitch. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm always amazed since all this stuff came up how uh, the Democrats seem to have conveniently forgotten uh, Maxine Waters, the uh, mouthpiece that nobody can seem to shut up. And all of her crap that she was spewing around, which I like, find like what he, ten what, times worse. Like what? What exactly? Oh, telling telling Democrats go out here and uh, when you see these people at gas stations and department stores and everything else, to go and uh, you know uh, tell them that they're not welcome here anymore and all this stuff. And then you got like uh, these other ones, you know, uh, when they when they go down, we're going to kick them. You know, that seems to always get forgotten with the Democrats. They always seem to, you know, but then, oh, lo and behold, let something happen to them, and it's the worst thing in the world. And we can't possibly have that. 
Mm. You know, and it's like, you know, some of the biggest conveyors and purveyors of slime and filth and non-truth and garbage are these people who call themselves Democrats. My mom was a Democrat her whole life, and she was disgusted by these people like Pelosi and Reed and all these clowns. These people aren't Democrats. Okay. They don't care about the common people. Hmm. And anybody who thinks that they're for the common man, you need to wake up because they're for themselves, and that's it. All right, and I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. Your, your call is coming up, 608 785 Seven nine one four seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. Lost straw man there. Lost straw man argument there. <laughs> that was, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, let's let's go. Uh, we'll we'll listen to Scott's comment. Actually, coming up right here on Wisdom. All right. Lacrosse Talk PM and WIZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. And this free for all Friday seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. Also on Facebook and Twitter, and you can send me an email, Mitch at fourteen ten wizm dot com. Getting a lot of negative comments about my assertion that um, that people that send packages in the mail can just be disturbed people, can have just, you know, some issues with mental health. Dudes that shoot up congressmen playing softball can just have issues with mental health. They, we, we don't have to attribute all of these excesses to a, and a party affiliation. If you're willing to stalk congressmen playing softball... With the intent of killing, shooting, and killing them, something wrong with you. <laughs> you're not right. If you're willing to, if you've got, if you, uh, I mean, if you are driving around and, this, and you, by now you've seen the Caesar Soyex van. If you've seen, if you look at Caesar Soyex van, and you can see all the stuff that's on his van, and that dude still sent packages through the mail for whatever reason, that guy's not right. Doesn't it? And, and I. He, we don't I don't need I don't think we need to attribute a party affiliation to either of those dudes. Dangerous, disturbed individuals who who something pushed them over the edge. Now, is that some I don't know. You know, again, we go back to well, what is that something? What's that trigger? Well, I don't know, but I didn't go there. Rick isn't sending packages in the mail. Not yet. Um so I I yeah. <laughs> a lot of frustrated people right now. Uh, let's see. Scott Robert Shaw's comment engendered some hate today, but uh, this listener says no reason to get angry at Scott Robert Shaw. He is a delusional leftist who has never seen a Trump rally and obviously only watches MSNBC and the Cubs. Um, uh, two words, Steve Scalise. Exactly. If the bomber had KKK images, he's a Democrat. Uh, I don't think that that's quite accurate let's see do liberals actually believe donald trump is the only reason who believes cnn sucks give me a break did call him the enemy of the people though there's that eh, some people take that seriously uh let's see about the bomber every new bit of information supports trump below tom everything about the bomber is a car- caricature of what the fake news believes what a trump supporter should be okay well let's hear from trump below tom in his own words uh let's see trump below tom Oh. This is what Trump Tom thought the bomber uh, or the bomb package sender might be yesterday before this. Uh, this was yesterday, Trump Tom. If you stand back and take a look at this logically, uh, <clears throat> this is far more likely another left-wing plot to uh, discredit Republicans. But uh, in my opinion, uh, there's a 99% chance this was uh, some lefty that wanted to create trouble and... and um, 
but I think it's pretty logical. In fact, I think they may catch the guy. They, if we have any decent FBI anymore, they will be able to figure out who did this. True, true. That's that part. Absolutely. Got him. Nailed it. Killed it. Uh, not so much on the description of who the guy might be, although we don't know that yet either. That's the thing, is that, you know, I'm not, I'm not suggesting we suspend disbelief or anything. I'm saying that you don't know the story. We don't know the whole story. And I, I'm, all I'm suggesting in this, and maybe I don't know this either. This guy might be, no, exactly, he might, he's bought and paid for, perhaps. I'm going to go on the side of, guy's got some mental health issues. He is a, a disturbed individual. That's where I'm going to land on this. 608-785-7914, if you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. All right, I got people waiting. I got to get some calls. Hopefully some angry people, because I, I love them. They're the best. Let's go to Jeff. Jeff, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hi, man. Sorry to disappoint you. I'm not too angry. Ah! I got to agree. That guy's got to have a screw or two loose on him to cruise around with all that stuff on his van. But yeah. I got a whole different issue I'm talking about I, here. We got a solution to some of these people getting uh, Congress and Senate and all this stuff. We need, <clears throat> I'm a canvasser. I've heard this from a number of people. We need to do, and I'm not a pro Trump person, but he was pushing one thing I really liked was term limits. Of course, once he got yeah. elected, he hasn't mentioned it since, yeah. Yeah. but term limits on Congress and Senate. That way we can get fresh minds in there and stop getting these people who've built up all this power over 30, 40 years, you know, get them out of office with term limits. Of course, are these people going to pass this themselves? No. This needs a voter revolution. We all need to stop voting these people who've been in for yeah. 20, 30, 40 years. We need to stop reelecting them because they've lost track of what the constituents even want. Yeah. All they know is they've gotten richer and they've gotten more powerful, and they no longer care what you or I think or say or feel. Well, Jeff, isn't is Democrat across the board right? Isn't that limits. isn't that term limiting right there? If we if we simply exercise our right to vote on a more sensible basis, yeah. But everybody's sitting here voting party. <laughs> it's true. It's true. They, they it's don't true. care. They don't care that that guy's been in there for six, seven, eight yeah. terms. And no, seven. I know. no, no, yep. he, he's, he's my Democrat. I'm voting him in. He's my Republican. I'm voting him in. Yeah, it's no. a trap. It's a trap, man. It is. We need people to stop and do yep, some research end. and look at who's all no question. out there yep. and vote new voices, new minds in. And it's amazing how many things this country might solve because now we've got people who are no longer so close-minded and set on their ways. They might actually come to the table and negotiate with each other mm-hmm. instead of Sticking to the hardline Republican, the hardline Democratic Party yeah, we're not, platform, not, and not not, not getting anywhere that way. Yeah, no, I, I, I would. Yeah, I, I think some being able to engage in in some in some reasonable debate and some um, I don't know right. I, compromise is supposed to be a bad word now, but I think compromise is not is is may, maybe a good way to go and at if some we point. Get enough new congressmen and senator, younger yep. congressmen and senators in there. Maybe we can get some people in there who might actually pass a law putting term uh, amendment to the Constitution, putting sure. term limits on Congress and Senate also. Yeah, that that would be, uh, you know, it's that's going to be a tough one. But it that really would is. take us to do that. Yeah, it would take we, us, take the American people. people. in this country would have to stop voting uh, all these old cronies back into <laughs> office. I would agree, and there's been there's some that have been there for quite a while. Look, appreciate the call. Thanks so much. Forgot to tell them, uh, thanks for uh, doing that work on canvassing. Obviously, it's always good when people get involved. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. The Better Hearing Center. Talk a text line. Joe's next. Joe, thanks for waiting. Go ahead. You're on. You know, I've always said we need to be afraid of the day that uh, Rick figures out how to work the mail. <laughs> so, 
just so I'm warning everybody now, like you've been warned. <laughs> okay. Well, and I think what a lot of people don't get is these people that are running, you know, these freshmen, they really think they're going to make a change. And then they when do. they get there, it's like, yep. if you want any money at all, you will do what we say. Yep. Like, well, what did you think you were doing here? And, you know, kind of like a chuckle and get out of my way. So Game. Yep. they can't, they can't do much. Why I was calling is I can't understand what's the problem with saying lock her up. I mean, based on what she has done, you know, taking all of our tax money, uh, ruining American lives, killing soldiers, you know, creating the Arab Spring. Uh, I don't understand why she shouldn't be locked up under war crimes. Well, all right. Well, I mean, that's... Your opinion well, on that, know, I guess. Is, that, is there not big enough focus on what her on the war crimes? I mean, one of the biggest, war earliest evidences of the Arab Spring that she created was Benghazi. Mm-hmm. That was the first fruition of the of what she was trying to do over there. Okay, and it almost bit her in the butt. But I mean, she carried on and was able to get Gaddafi out of, to destroy Egypt, break down, you know, break down what China could have got a hold of. And mm. then try to rebuild it, but she didn't get back in. So that's what we're seeing the big belly aching about. Okay. People have spent a lot of money, like Soros and Bezos, to get to get that Middle East under control. And then here comes Donald Trump saying we're not doing that anymore, and the shit hit the fan. So that's where we're at. Yeah, yeah I did. Okay, we didn't get any um, word that Bezos got a package in the mail did we did jeff bezos get a package in the mail it was it just george soros no i don't i don't remember hearing okay i'm oh, sorry that maybe uh is he mad there was some we, i mean he controls the mail doesn't he there may have been somewhat disjointed there but we did have to dump out a part of that call because uh joe can't control himself un- unfortunately let's go to mary next mary thanks for waiting go ahead you're on yeah just calling in on scott robert shaw's um comment and it it also says what the last guy said is when Trump refers to lock her up, he's talking about Hillary. Yes, and that's correct. Probably more than half of the country feels that she should be locked up. I would disagree with that. Um, Why do you think more than half? So you're saying 175, 180 million people think she should be locked up? I wouldn't guess at the number. I would just say half. More than half. Okay, so 350. And I I even think some of the Democrats feel that way because she's becoming a burden to them. So you think they should lock her up because they're becoming a burden? When he just mentioned Trump, I'm thinking, what about Eric Holder saying when they go low, we kick them? Right. Um, He also got a package bomb, by the way. Get in their faces and go up to them at gas stations. Also got a package bomb. And Cary Booker said the same thing. Also got a package bomb. Cory Booker. That's what Um, they all have in common. They all got like a package bomb. And I mean, the president hasn't said anything like that. He he puts a bit of of humor in it. So um, it goes it goes both ways. All right. I got to leave it there. We have to get going. But I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. All those people, by the way, Cory Booker. Maxine Waters, Eric Holder, all got packages in the mail from our friend Caesar Soyak. Uh, oh, wait. Uh, no. Okay, cool. All right. This is Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds.